welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Natalia Strawn and Allie. I'm not doing my last name anymore because people on Reddit can't behave and wait, people are doxing me. Wait, I'm just Natalia then. Okay. <laughs> what You're, does it mean when someone's stalking you? You've always said it and I just was like, oh, does that mean they like keep the receipts? I just, that's what I thought it was. No, doxing is like when someone publishes your full name, like not just Allie and then my last name. Right. It's like my full name right. and then uh, like say like what city I live in or like. Like Allie, Don Julio, Marquez. Yes. Anthony. Uh, and she lives in Guadalajara, Mexico. <laughs> is it D-O-X? D-O-X, yeah. Oh. Doxing. It's not like a cool slang. That's like uh, a literal no. term. You know, like when people get outraged on Twitter about something and then they're like, we got to find who did this. Right. And then they like post Twitter where they thing. work and stuff. And like, oh, yeah. So it is. It's like a slang. Though. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. slang. Yeah. If you suck. Right. And you out somebody that's trying to be semi-anonymous on the internet then like fuck you there's so much slang that it happens and like i don't want to seem like i'm a thousand years old and yeah. not cool so like when people are talking i'm just like oh yeah for sure for yeah sure. right like if i'm just like agreeing with somebody most of the time i just don't know what they're talking about i have a friend from the midwest and his slang is so bizarre. I literally downloaded the Urban Dictionary app so that I can figure out what this dude is saying to me. What's the, what's what does he say? He might listen to this. Okay, I'll give you an example. Do you know what the phrase man rocket is? Is that a boner? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, man rocket. But you're like the context clues are are, are there. Okay, it's um God, if that's not a boner, what else is on a man that's a rocket? Okay, it is a guy who straight guys agree is attractive. So like Brad Pitt is a man rocket. Oh. You know, like guys can agree like that guy is attractive. Oh, right. Okay. Wow, that's how homophobic straight men are. They have to have a name for thinking another straight, straight man is attractive. Straight men literally say no homo after they say any compliment to, a, to one of their friends. That's so lame. I know. <laughs> That is so lame. If you're listening to this, you're still my friend. So don't <laughs> think. Do you know what the phrase chirping means? Oh, chirping. You tell on somebody? No, it's like giving someone a hard time. That's stupid. All this Quit slang. Quit chirping me, bro. Yeah, but all of this slang is like Midwest hockey slang is what I've Yeah, learned. that's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that Brad Pitt over there, he's a man rocket. He's rocking. a man rocket. I'll be chirping about him all day. Yeah, I was chirping him yesterday about his role in what move at astra like, i don't know wait this is fascinating what are yeah. more puking he says puking when he means it's snowing hard oh it's like pouring or it's puking out yeah, there yeah but i'd never heard that before if i didn't know that this is how he talks i would just be like i don't right i don't understand no, that's an entire foreign language yeah it's it's a foreign language there was something else where i couldn't even find it on urban dictionary and i was like i need you to re-explain to me using english what, what? this means what state is that ohio yeah. ohio yeah. It's super haunted super haunted haunted ohio university yeah yeah oh my god i know so anyway but back to the point my name is just ali now nobody use my last name or should we invent a stage name for me right now Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you're wearing a hoodie that has a fish on it. So the first thing I thought of was like, Allie, fish, Allie, <laughs> shoe, Allie, Allie, Uggs, Allie, dildo, because there's literally oh a dildo God, on the ground, guys. A dildo. We are. We should, why didn't we lead with that? 
There's a fucking dildo on the ground. We should have led with that. Nobody guess where we are right now because you're never going to guess whose studio we're in because we've never recorded in this studio before. So when we're talking shit about the stuff in this studio, you cannot guess who it is. I walk in. Natalia got here before me. She was setting up. uh, I didn't even notice the dildo. And I look down and I go, oh, great. (laughs) There's a fucking dildo on the ground. It's bright blue and it's about six inches curved at the top it's got one of those suction cups on it it's yeah it's and, a suction cup and dildo. It's, it's kind of nerve-wracking because i'm like <laughs> where was this suction cup because to? our recording equipment is on a glass coffee table so yeah this is really the only place it could have been suction cup to if someone were using it right if unless dildo, it was a strap on yes, unless it was a strap on but or I, they were using it by hand oh, i don't know mm. we're at this place in our life where we just observe it Mm -hmm. and that's it that's it we see it we accept it there's nothing we can do (laughs) i was asking Alyssa when she came in what's worse like the dirty condom on the ground that we've encountered or the stray dildo on the ground you know it's a toss-up it's pretty hard to say for sure but the thing that makes me think maybe the dildo is better than the dirty condom is that the dirty condom was for sure inside somebody yeah this dildo there's a there's a little question mark like was this purchased as a joke yeah because we know exactly exactly what you use a condom for yes. most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> the dildo has so many uses. Yes. It's really versatile. It is. It has a life that's outside of just sexual performance because people have them. Yeah, people have yeah, like people will sometimes put them in the background of photos as jokes. I've seen those <laughs> going around on, on the internet. Natalia, I found a spooky haunted current event. What is it? That I want to show you. What is it? Did you see that scientists recreated the voice of an Egyptian mummy? Wait. Did you already see this? No, I think I've heard of this. Okay. But it sounds like you know more than I know. Okay. I just want you to click on the top video that's on my phone right now. It's 31 seconds. What sound does an ancient Egyptian mummy make? Natalia's face is so confused right now. I'm so, wait, hold on. This video is acting like that, that noise, that eh, 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 like that's like a modern marvel of science. I'm like crying. So I'm reading about this. Okay, so they did cat scans of a mummy, yes. got their, his whole like fucking vocal, vocal cords. cords and throat box and all of that. Yes. And then from that 3D printed his vocal cords and then ran air over it to make that noise. Yes. Why is it just eh? At least make it longer, right? Like right. wouldn't it be more? respectful yeah. it was like yeah, you know yeah yeah i agree I think but that, that like little short thing that's like sounds like a duck farting or yeah. something <laughs> what just... the fuck was that <laughs> natalia's face right now isn't that 150 percent the exact way that you get haunted like yes like literally. we're not supposed to fuck with mummies i've seen indiana jones also how disrespectful i saw a meme that on twitter that somebody made that was like ancient egyptians build the most impressive Pyramids. feats of of architecture in the world right and then uh and Defying then it says physics yeah and then it says like <laughs> oh my god what's fucking next are they gonna 3d print marie antoinette's vagina and then sell it as like a little <laughs> a pocket rocket that, that person did not consent to that at all they couldn't okay but there's no way it. they could possibly know that they would have the technology to do that <laughs> but did you just invent a multi-billion dollar industry right now take marie antoinette 3d print her vagina Turn it into a pocket rocket. Take oh, yeah. Rasputin's dick that's currently pickled in a jar in a museum. Right. 
and turn it into that probably already exists for sure right because Rasputin do you remember his dick was like 11 inches or something crazy he had like the world no I've never biggest heard of this dick. okay let me show you what his dick looks like because it's on display how do we know how what do his we know dick what? looks like because it's on display literally when he died they cut his was dick he off a mummy? because it was so big. Was no. he an Egyptian? Who was Rasputin? He was a Russian mystic and self-proclaimed holy man who befriended the family of Emperor Nicholas II, the last monarch of Russia, and gained considerable influence in late imperial Russia. Also, he had 11-inch dick. You want to see? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Okay. now I'm going to Google Rasputin penis. Like, is this illegal, you know? You know, it's not illegal, but it should be. How about- If I die, don't cut off my vagina and pickle it in a museum oh my god we just start 3d printing people's buttholes and like using it as a cup holder i'm kind of down (laughs) but i just googled rasputin's penis let's see okay first of all it's 12 inches what what he he definitely knew magic didn't he yeah okay so we need to do a whole episode on rasputin because he was literally like people think he was magic yeah i'm also triggered by this because guys that have big dicks think that's all they need i am here to tell you if you have a big dick take a look at your life take an inventory right now get out a piece of paper and i want you to write down all of your best qualities that have nothing to do with your dick because your whole life you've just coasted on the fact that you have a big dick if your genitalia ranks in the top five best things about you work on yourself you don't earn your genitalia right like you're born with it so if that's your top five like wow that sucks for you that you have never worked on yourself and earned anything for yourself there's more to life than having a big dick right and also bigger is not always better 12 inches i would be like get the fuck out of here and don't come back (laughs) as soon as they pulled down their pants i would be like how dare you (laughs) how dare you not warn me so that i could turn you down before we got to this right i'm sure there's gonna be a bunch of guys that are listening to this and they're gonna go on twitter and they're gonna be like i am so triggered my huge penis (laughs) is actually preventing me from having a fulfilling relationship how dare you bring up the size of my huge dick all of the blood rushes to my penis and then i pass out and it's a hard life and i can't believe you're making light of my struggle i have to get my pants from the big and tall store (laughs) and then take them to a tailor and have them taken in everywhere else except for my dick i have to get cups sewn into my pants so that people can't see my dick print and it's really demeaning um the other thing i wanted to talk to you about is aphantasia somebody tweeted this at us do you remember in episode five where we did the apple test and i told you audrey can't visualize the apple and you were like how oh yes okay so somebody tweeted at us and said it's called aphantasia And like 20% of the population or 30% of the population has it. Mm -hmm. And it's where you cannot visualize in like abstract thoughts in your mind's eye. Yeah, I saw a TikTok about it. There was a woman that was like, yeah, I have I like can't visualize things in my mind's eye. And I was like, bitch, don't tell people that. Yeah. (laughs) And there's a whole subreddit called r slash aphantasia. And it went viral recently on Twitter because people were like either confused about it or Mm -hmm. people were agreeing and being like, yes, I have this. Not to gaslight all of these people who have (laughs) this, but how can they test for that? You know? And there's something else recently been going around on TikTok. I forget what it's called, but it's like not having an internal monologue, you know? I don't know what that, what do you mean? So you know how when you have thoughts, when you're thinking, sometimes you'll be sitting there and you'll be like, oh, like I should do this later or I'm going to do whatever. I have conversations with myself all the time. Right. Yeah. It's like anxiety. Yeah. (laughs) Well, some people don't have that. Oh. And they're like, oh, I see like a cup and I'm not like, oh, I should pick that up. I just do it. And I'm like, well, I do that too sometimes. I don't know. I'm just like, how how can we know? Because if I was like really, really skeptical and people were like, yeah, I can visualize an apple in my head. Might be like, I see it in my head, but I also don't see it because I think I'm just imagining seeing it. 
I think they can't imagine seeing it, though. Here, I'll show you what someone tweeted at us. You want to read it out loud and describe it? Okay, it says, close your eyes and imagine an apple. What do you see? I'm a five. And then it's five options. And the first one is a hyper-realistic apple. The second one is like a pixelated apple. The third one is a black and white apple. The fourth one is the outline of an apple. And the fifth one is nothing. Yeah, so that is supposedly I just I just don't the spectrum. Bl- no, I just don't but believe go, it. Go exists. to the comments. Okay, this person says to clarify, see as in visualize or conjure an image within your imagination, and with any kind of apple, the scale is more about clarity of the image. My word choice was poor, probably because I can't do any of the above with an image, shape, color, etc. I only conceptualize. That's what I mean, though. That's what we're all doing. We're conceptualizing. No, but it's different. Like when I think of an apple, I'll do it right now. I think of like a hyper-realistic bright red or red delicious apple and it has like a little shiny mark on it and it's spinning around. It's like the perfect apple, right? Like I can spin it in my mind's eye and I can see it and like I can see the stem and the leaf, Mm -hmm. you know? But some people, they can think of the concept of an apple, but they can't do all those little details is the way that I understand it, what they're talking about. (laughs) I just, I can't, like I physically cannot. If they have this thing where they can't fucking imagine stuff they're talking about, then I can't fucking believe they exist. Okay, so let's do a poll What do you call that fucking disease of this? these people are full of shit? We will post this (laughs) to the Instagram and I want to see which one you guys visualize in your mind's eye when you think of an apple. When I was originally thinking, like when we were doing episode five, the Ray contest, mm-hmm. I was thinking it's either all or nothing. So seeing this, I was like, oh shit. It's like some people only see an outline. Some people see it in black and white. Some people see like a cartoon drawing of an apple. And then other people see, you know, what I see, which is an apple. Okay, well then how does this person who can't visualize things that don't exist draw? How can they make a, a picture? If they're not visualizing something. I'm not artistic. So even though I can visualize the full, like, real apple, I couldn't draw a real apple. You couldn't draw a circle with a line and a stem. No, I could draw number two, but I can't draw number one. You kidding? Because the number one is takes a lot of talent and skill, exactly. but number but who can't draw number two is what I'm saying. Yeah, so everyone can, can draw number oh two. Oh my gosh! So if you have to think, oh, what am I drawing? Then you have to visualize and conceptualize an apple. You just do it. Oh, this person says. So this is combining what you said about the internal. I don't know monologue. why this makes me so mad. I don't know why you're mad. Either. Yeah. I don't believe it. So this person says, hold on. First, I learned lots of people don't have a stream of dialogue in their head. Now I'm hearing many people don't have a stream of images? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And then let's see what people responded. Just because someone's like has a name for something doesn't mean it's real. They used to tell women, oh, you know, you're hysterical. You're an insane person. We should give you a lobotomy just because you have a thought. Uh huh. So I'm just saying, why is this brand new idea any different than that? What do you mean? If people are saying, oh, I have this aphantasia or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. Why do we automatically believe that this is a real thing? You know, like how hysteria was. I just, I don't fucking believe this. <laughs> I just don't believe that people can't visualize things in their mind. Because if you couldn't visualize things in your mind, you wouldn't be able to plan. You wouldn't be able to survive. The phenomenon was first described by Francis Galton in 1880, but has since remained largely unstudied. Interest in the phenomenon renewed after the publication of a study in 2015 conducted by a team led by Professor Adam Zeman of the University of Exeter, which also coined the term aphantasia. Research on the condition is scarce, 
further studies are planned. And he used the VVIQ, which is the Vividness of Visual Imagery Questionnaire, to evaluate the quality of the mental image of 21 self-diagnosed and self-selected participants. The questionnaire invites the person to visualize a series of images and rank how vivid the image is from perfectly clear and lively as real seeing to no image at all. You only know that you are thinking of the object. It is categorized as aphantasia if they score a total of 20 or less across 16 questions. So see, that's self-diagnosed people. So they're already biased. They already want to believe that they have this thing. And a lot of the times it's hard for me to imagine something if I'm not, you know, really thinking about it. And especially if I'm self-critical, like when I'm trying to come up with creative stuff, it'll constantly be shifting in my head because I'm editing it as I'm thinking of it. So Mm -hmm. I could see these people being like, I believe that I have this thing. And then, yeah, yeah, look, it's like self-fulfilling. Like, I can't I can't think of it or my thing isn't as bright. Yeah, as they psych themselves out or something. Yeah. Well, let us know. I'm just tired of everyone's edgy bullshit. Like everyone <laughs> wants to have some like illness something or something. Wrong with yeah, them. it's mm-hmm. like we all have things wrong with us. You're not any more special because yeah. you can't fucking see it. We all apple. fucking suck. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you uh, something that sucks that Winnie did. She ate a two-month-old moldy sandwich. Now, you might be asking yourself... Where did she get that? Allie, where did she get a two-month-old moldy sandwich? And that question is valid. And I don't want you to judge me. <laughs> Last year in December, I had to go speak at a hemp meeting thing because middle-aged white women think that hemp is marijuana and that driving by hemp is going to give them cancer if they breathe in the fumes. Okay. This is like a real thing. It was a hearing in the city of Ventura where a bunch of stay-at-home moms came and they were like, hemp needs to be illegal. My coworker put a sandwich in my backpack. She told me she was doing it. She was being very nice. She was like, hey, I know that you're going to go speak at this thing and you haven't had time to eat lunch. I was going to Jimmy John's anyway and I got you a sandwich and I put it in your backpack so that you can eat it after the hearing. And I was like, okay, cool. And I went to the hearing and it pissed me off and it triggered me because (laughs) I... There's nothing I hate more than people that deny science. Mm -hmm. And then I forgot about the sandwich. And I went Mm. home and I threw my backpack in the corner of my room and I never thought about it ever again. Mm. And then the other day I was like, you know what? I'm going to clean my room. Mm. And so I was going around, I was cleaning my room and it looked beautiful. And I was like very proud of myself. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to go to the grocery store and I'm going to get groceries. And I'm super accomplished. I'm feeling great. I leave, I leave the door to my bedroom open because it's clean and so it doesn't matter if the dogs get into anything. Mm -hmm. Well, when I come back, there's Jimmy John's paper all over the ground, like, you know, the wrapping paper they put around the sandwiches. And I'm like, what? When did I ever have Jimmy John's? Mm -hmm. And then it occurs to me, because I see the backpack laying on the ground too, like they had gotten into the backpack. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, fuck, it's a fucking two-month-old sandwich. Mm -hmm. Because I had forgotten about it because I had been so triggered. Right. And how did I not smell it? Well, I I don't know. Mm -hmm. But nobody else smelled it either. Well, it was probably wrapped up really well. Yeah. I didn't know which dog ate it. So I had to take both to the vet. And both of them had to be made to throw up. Mm. And it turns out it was just Winnie that ate it. So then they gave me Littlefoot back. Littlefoot was so pissed. He's like, wow, I didn't even eat this sandwich. And you just made me throw up. Mm. He was very upset. And then Winnie, they had to keep her overnight. They had to like give her a bunch of IVs. Mm. They had to give her charcoal because... Was she acting sick after she ate it? She had a fever. Um, She had a fever of 104. Oh, no. And they were saying that mold can have like a toxin in it that dogs can't digest certain dogs can't process that toxin but so anyway they had to keep her overnight and a thousand dollars later she's fine wow well i'm sorry that happened to you but i'm happy nothing's bad happened to winnie winnie got haunted she survived 
yeah she made it through i honestly she's probably like fucking worth it that yeah <laughs> like that foot long sub right was the best thing i've ever had in my entire life you know she absolutely does not make the correlation between the sandwich and all of the pain that she went through she's like wow I was, i'm having the best day ever i just found this tasty sandwich on yeah. the ground oh no like where are we right. going now oh we're an adventure yeah oh what are they why am i throwing up yeah now? exactly she does mm. not relate the two from now on she'll think that every bag on the ground might have like a foot log yes sub in it. yeah because she will not associate <laughs> eating that sandwich with with throwing up and right. ivs and being in a cold box overnight to have that present mind that a dog has i think is would just be i i wonder what that's like to just live in the moment i i can only imagine that it's just the best feeling ever because you don't care where you are you're just right. happy yeah you're just walking around you're like sniff 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 mm, this is cool oh i gotta take a shit oh yeah <laughs> oh, okay well, let's keep walking whoa, whoa, whoa. oh wow look kibble <laughs> run into the street oh okay never mind yeah <laughs> bark, 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 bark. oh never mind i know you yeah. oh okay L- let's fuck let's fuck let's fuck wait no 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 you, you don't have a hole okay we're friends now <laughs> yeah and natalia you have uh the opposite of a haunted story to tell today wait what am i supposed to tell you a story today no what are you talking about then? You got a callback. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So I have two callbacks, guys. Woo! Uh, yeah. I'm really happy with it. I got the this audition and I was like, I'm just going to nail this. And I sat down and I did the work. So as everyone knows, or you might not unless you've been listening, but I back in December before Christmas, I quit drinking and I quit getting my nails done. And I like started using all of the money and all of the free time I had from not going out on the weekends and not spending money on stuff to start riding horses because that's my passion and to make more projects and actually invest in myself and act. So I had free time when I got that audition and I, you know, I just nailed it. I like really went method with it because that's my training and I went in there and I was like you know what I'm just I'm not going to worry about making friends I'm not going to worry about making them like me it's not my job to entertain people it is not my job to make people think I'm cool it is only my job to be this character and I just walked in I did it and I was like I don't care if I get this or not because I'm just this character and this character doesn't care if I get this and then that was like the attitude that got me the call back so we'll see on Monday. Now we're going to read off the names of the donors who have donated to us sarah r mike z Haley c harrison g amber h ian b harrison g amber h thanks guys and thank if, you and if you guys want to donate to us you can venmo us at dogmom usa or at nat strong natalia also has a paypal which is paypal.me slash if you send her paypal make sure if it's for lgh put in the comments that it's for lgh because she also has side projects going on if you haven't watched her youtube channel I, I think you can just YouTube search Nat Strawn and it'll pop up or click to die and it'll pop up. Oh, yeah. 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 Search Nat Strawn. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also have a coffee, which is ko-fi.com forward slash. I think it's just Dog Mom USA. If you go on coffee and you search Dog Mom USA or Ali Terry, I'll, I'll pop up. If you want to follow Let's Get Haunted on do it. social media, whether you want to or do not. It. You know what? I don't care if you want to do it. You fucking do it. Fucking do it. We are at Let's Get Haunted on Twitter, at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram. We have a YouTube channel. And which, we have, oh, yeah, we have a YouTube channel. Which we are going to do more with. And that <laughs> is, yeah. Let's Get Haunted. Yes, it's YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Let's Get Haunted. You know what? If you guys hear about this in this episode, can you just do us a favor right now and go to the YouTube channel and 
give a like and a comment to each of the videos. And if you haven't already done that, then do it. And if you have already done it, then just go do another comment right now. Because we could, we need some algorithm stuff for it. And we're getting kind of stagnant. Yeah, we do. And also, (laughs) if you guys have any places that you want us to visit, tweet at us. Leave a comment on an Instagram photo. You can also email us. If you want to send in your spooky stories, mm-hmm. you can email us at letsgethauntedpod at gmail.com. That's letsgethauntedpod, short for podcast, at gmail.com. Do you want us to get a website? Because I would love to have a website. Here's what you can do. Venmo us. Because mm-hmm. as it turns out, getting a website is pretty expensive. And the best way to support us is to like follow all of our shit and share it with our friends so that when we do eventually get a sponsor or go to sell this or partner with somebody, we have leverage because we're like, hey, look at all these people that fucking love us. Like, yeah. you got to pay us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Please help us. Uh, okay, Natalia, do you want to kick us off with the first? Oh, let me well, I want to open that shit next to you. Oh, what is shit, that? I forgot. Okay, you, you brought guys, presents. And I, I'm like, yeah. what is the, the whole time waiting for you to bring it up? I went to the P.O. Box. P.O. Box 1658. Camarillo, California, 93011. If you're going to send things to the P.O. Box, you have to put my name on it. Why? Because we don't have a business license. And so everything we're doing is super janky. They won't let us open it if you guys don't put... Allie Terry. Are we saying your name? Oh, I guess we have to. Damn it. You know what? I'm just going to change my name. That's what I'm going to do. Allie Terry is going to be my stage name and I'm going to go change my name. That's aggressive. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to open this letter. It's from... Laura C. Arlington, Texas. Thank you, Laura. Oh my gosh, it's pink and gold. Those are my favorite colors together. And it says thank you on it. Nat and Allie. Yes, this is a thank you card. I'm a new listener of the pod and my little haunted heart is capital thriving. Thank you so much for bringing quality haunted stories to my ears. I've been into spooky shit my whole life. I'm a Scorpio, if that means anything to y'all. It does. It does. It means a lot to us. <laughs> and listening to your podcast makes me feel less alone in my believerness. Once I'm more financially stable, I'm going to donate 100%. <laughs> oh, this is so Laura, cute. Laura, 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 Let's Laura. take that on your wall because Natalia yes. has a fan art wall I going do. on right now. I printed everything house. and I yeah, it ate up all of my ink because yeah, I need but more, worth it. but it was worth it. Do you also want to open this? package oh my gosh you guys got a package it's from houston texas wow the texans are really they're giving into us today this is like it's like the size of a shoebox so i'm kind of scared scared is it haunted or is it not haunted wait there's stuff in it there's thing in it oh my gosh And Allie, my name is Kate, like the ghost from the Bell Witch episode. Yes. And I'm 16 years old. Oh, oh my God, I'm going to cry. I love your podcast so much. My parents don't allow me to watch Netflix after school, so I listen to your podcast oh. while I crochet. Sometimes it gets too scary to sit by myself, though. <laughs> Natalia's crying right I'm now. I'm a bit superstitious, so the ones with demons and such really freak me out. I really like all your episodes, though. And for those ones, I just go and sit with my family downstairs. I always look forward to listening to your podcast, and I love your attitudes while you tell the stories because it allows me to listen to my favorite topics while not getting too scared. And Natalia's crying. It's too heartbreaking. It's like it's too touching. I crochet these aliens for you guys while I listen to your podcast to show you appreciation for making something i love so much 
It is by a cruel twist of fate that I am no good at drawing, so a picture was out of the question, but I taught myself to crochet a few months ago, so I thought I would make you a pattern. I really hope you like them. They're this far from amazing. perfect because no, I'm still amazing. a beginner, and I insist on making life difficult, and I won't use a pattern unless absolutely necessary, but I tried my hardest, and I hope it shows. One of them is a bit bigger than the other, and here's why. After I finished the first one and was cutting the yarn, I accidentally cut the ball of yarn in a few places. Instead of having the second one be full of knots, I decided to use the second seemingly identical ball of yarn. After I finished, I realized it was a bit thicker and made the alien a bit bigger. I really hope you don't mind too much. If you would like my alien pattern, my Instagram is at Catherine underscore Margaret M A r g u e r i t e and i'll be under your followers list you can message me and i'll write up more coherent pattern and send it to you thanks again for your podcast and sorry again for sending so many emails from kate kate don't be sorry for sending emails what are you talking about oh my god that's so so touching they're so cute you guys they're like little (laughs) dolls it's like a little doll an alien doll crochet with like button eyes and it's wearing a shirt that says lgh oh look on the back it has our initials (gasps) oh my god (laughs) also i'm like your parents won't let you watch netflix this content that you're listening to is a thousand times worse (laughs) than anything you'll see on netflix oh i love it thank you kate Kate, this is so cute. I can't, like, I'm broken. Thank you, Kate M. And thank you, Laura C. Yes, you guys. Thank you guys. These are so touching. We're going to take a picture of this thank you card that Laura sent us and right. these aliens from Kate. And we're going to post it onto the Instagram. If you guys want to send us anything, like, we love everything. So if you want to send us something you make, if you want to send us a drawing, if you just want to send us a thank you card, we are, we save everything that you guys sent us. If you want to send us a haunted planchette, we already have one of those. And the thank you cards, the comments on Instagram, like all the little things you guys do, it really does make such an impact. Like, it does. Yeah. I don't know if you heard us freak out just now. Like yeah. we freaked out. Pre- I was l- looking at the audio levels and it's pretty bad. So <laughs> we'll never be able to get the validation that we need because it's right? infinite. But I, I, I don't think we have enough love in some other places in our life. So yeah. this is so nice. Yeah. Thank you guys. And it's also just nice to know that there are actual real people out there that are listening and that good people that are listening and they're not just passive listeners, you know, yeah. of course, love all the passive listeners, but also love um, the people that let us know that they're listening and that they appreciate it. If you have ever tweeted at us, if you've ever participated in a survey I've sent out, if you've ever answered a question I've asked on Instagram, if you've ever sent us anything in the PO box, if you've ever written us an email, if you've ever listened to an episode all the way through from start to end, we appreciate that so much. It makes everything we're doing worth it. Like it makes waking up at seven in the morning to drive an hour to like meet in the valley. It makes it all worth it. It makes it so worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes spending all of our money <laughs> on being surrounded by dildos. Yeah. <laughs> unaccounted for dildos worth it. This just makes me want to fucking try even harder. You know, like yeah. this, seeing these makes me want to be like, we should have a booth at Alien Con and these are like our little mascots. We should. We should have a booth at Alien Con. I would fucking tattoo this on my body. That's how much I'm into this. Let's make a goal right now. If this year, if in 2020, we get a partnership or enough sponsors to break even, if we start putting out content that's so good that we can be proud of, that comes true 
then we will get an LGH tattoo. What do we have to do? Okay. First of all, I think all of our episodes are great, but this, I agree with you. This is like making me really want to step. I know. I feel like I just won an Academy Award. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what the fuck? If we step our game up and like put out, keep putting out consistently excellent content and we are able to either secure a partnership in 2020. Okay. Or enough sponsors to where we're at least breaking even this year, then we have to get an LGH tattoo. Pinky, pinky swear. Pinky promise. Wow. Wow. That doesn't seem that hard. It doesn't. It, the reason why it doesn't seem that hard is because we just got an Academy Award, <laughs> aka Crocheted Aliens. You guys are the best. Thank you. It's, I'm going to sleep with this every night. Yeah, and I'm going to be like, wow, amazing. I'm so alone. But there's people out there. So now we're going to jump into the point of this episode. It took us long enough to get to it. But this is the listener episode. If you have ever had a spooky encounter, if you've seen an alien, If you saw a ghost, if you found something in your house under the floorboards and it was a beating heart like an Edgar Allan Poe poems, we want to know about it and you should send us an email. If you've ever listened to any of our episodes and felt inspired because it jogged your memory and you remember that you saw an old woman in the corner of your room while you were masturbating, we want to know (laughs) about it and email us. This comes from Siobhan from Australia. And I'm here to share my haunting experience. I'll open up with a simple picture. Imagine a child around three or four years old sitting on the back porch talking to various imaginary friends. That was me at that age. My mom comes out of the house to see what I'm doing and I make the comment that I'm talking to my big brother and my big sister. Now there's a reason this suddenly becomes creepy. I'm an only child. My older siblings, Caitlin, who would have been eight years older than me, and James, who would have been six years older than me, both barely made it out of the womb due to being born incredibly early as I was at just 26 weeks. My mom hadn't kept them hidden from me, so I knew they existed, but this was one of the strangest things that I think she's ever seen. Thanks for reading if you do. What? Wow. So she's like a little toddler talking to imaginary friends and says that it's her big brother and her big sister. But they died? But they had died because they were preemies. (gasps) Oh, shit. So they like, they were born and they died. Wow. Yeah. It's like what we've talked about before on here where that theory that, if, I mean, if you believe in reincarnation, one of the theories is that's why kids can see ghosts or have imaginary friends because they're more connected to their past life. Mm-hmm. I believe it. I do. But that was a great story. Thanks, Siobhan. Okay. Now, Darian F. Hey, ladies. My name is Darian. I really love the podcast and binge it when I'm driving or working. I am a sensitive to the paranormal and have always been able to discern spirits and other things around me. One of my sisters has a running joke that the places I live aren't haunted, but I am. LOL. Oh, that's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) You're the perfect candidate to listen to us. I have a mass amount of scary stories that have happened to me, but I will start with the most recent. So my fiance, kids, and I have been in our house for about a year now. I've always had strong feelings in the house that something else is there with us, especially in our bedroom closet. The main reason I didn't make that room our daughter's room when we moved in. The first few nights were thankfully uneventful. One night while getting some work done in the living room at night alone, I'm a digital artist. I was quietly sketching away, but the feeling of being watched was increasing. I kept hearing someone walk down our hallway, but never coming into the room with me. I called out to my fiance, then to my daughter, to no avail. My son was just a few months old, so it could have been him. I shook it off and went back to work. In that moment, I heard one of the kitchen cabinets open. Within seconds of me looking up, I saw a shadowy mass run past the door, feet stomping, then a loud rhythmic whistle, as if someone was trying to call to me. I froze, thinking someone was inside my house. I called out, please just don't, thinking it was a person. 
I'm mm. fucking dumb, and jumped to run to grab my fiance. Of course, no one was there. I would continue to experience the footsteps, whistling, scratching noises for the next few weeks, then it died down. Recently, the activity has picked up more beyond the footsteps we hear and the closet door opening. Last weekend, I had the oven on for dinner and realized I was missing something I needed for the next day. Seeing the dinner still had about 45 minutes left, we left the house, lights on, TV on, music playing, oven on, because we were going up the road to the store. We came back. Everything is still on, music, TV, etc., but the oven somehow was turned off. Talking to my skeptic fiancé about it, he was trying to figure out a rational explanation on how only the stove was turned off. As we were debating about it, our TV and music somehow turn off simultaneously. We stare at each other and I, being a huge believer and a sensitive, got the biggest shit-eating grin on my face. He, of course, <laughs> still sticks to there being a logical explanation. Later that night, my fiancé and I are in bed asleep. My husband has no history of sleeping issues, sleep paralysis, or anything, but he wakes up in a state of sleep paralysis. He explains to me that in that moment, he saw a huge beam of light, like a flashlight, coming down our hallway. He said that he heard two people whispering in deep, hushed voices. Oh, my gosh. He said it felt like the moment he noticed the light, whoever it was speaking noticed he woke up and came charging down the hallway. The moment they reached our doorway, he was finally able to reach his arms up and break out of his trance. Not knowing of his experience the night before, I tell him of this really vivid dream I have of our daughter and son leading me to the decomposing corpse of a little girl. Oh my gosh. They were calling their, quote, imaginary friend. I woke up in a sweat and immediately turned over towards our door, feeling as though someone was standing there. My fiance is no nonsense when it comes to paranormal things. He is very jokey and will try to play tricks on me, but won't, but won't about the paranormal because he knows how I feel about it. Anyway, I just wanted to share with you guys. I apologize for sending a novella. I have plenty other experiences if you guys would like to hear more. Darian. It sounds like they definitely have a haunted house. Yeah, I mean, well, but it's funny that his fiance or husband said, no, none of these places are haunted. You're just haunted. So I wonder if he has an attachment. Do you remember that email we yeah. read about the person with the attachment? Yes. Could be. I don't know. Sleep paralysis is super scary to me because I've never had it and so listening to stories like when James came on the podcast he was talking about a time mm -hmm. he had sleep paralysis I know you talked about yes. a time you had sleep paralysis that sounds like the most terrifying thing ever because you're basically half awake and half asleep at right. the same time yeah and so whatever is in your dream is like entering the real world for a split yes. second is the way I look at it yes and to me that is terrifying it is it's like yeah. a rip in in a parallel universe that allows well, something to come through the only times I've had sleep paralysis are times where I've been experiencing a lot of stress in my life like mm -hmm. emotional stress and so that's probably my body's way of like uh, reacting to it if I wanted to be a skeptic but also you know when you're haunted the bad things are attracted to you because they're like oh you're really like freaking out right now you're like, operating that's a on a high frequency yeah yeah that's like a very high negative frequency they are going to come and like eat that up like a little snack also uh, dreaming that your kids are bringing you to a decomposing corpse the of their fuck? imaginary friend yeah haunted imagine having a kid and you're like what are you doing and they're like are you talking to your imaginary friend they're like i'm talking to the decomposing corpse of my imaginary <laughs> friend haunted very haunted all right next story this comes from Gabriel Ignacio. Hey, y'all. My name's Gabriel Ignacio. I wanted to share the time I saw my mom die when she was still alive. What? Yep. You read that right. I saw her die when she was still alive. What? I can remember this day very specifically down to the plastic Dumbo cup from Burger King with a green bendy straw that had a ginger ale in it. I was homesick from school and whenever I was, I slept in my parents' bed for comfort and a big TV was in there. My mom said I should take a nap to rest. She then tucked me in, kissing my head before leaving the room. 
Once I finally fell asleep, I had a dream where I was at a bird's eye view. It was raining and I saw a green SUV laying in the middle of the road with my mom laying in the road no. while I cried on top of her. Something in me just knew she was dead. I woke up instantly and I ran to my mom, hugging onto her and crying that I had had a really bad dream, but refusing to tell her what happened. Nonetheless, she patted my back and stated it was only a dream. Let's fast forward to when I was 16 and my mom brought me something to a house I was babysitting. Something in me just wanted her to stay. It was saying to make her procrastinate and just stay. She stated she wanted to go home since she had groceries. So I had no choice but to say goodbye. And I had my hand on the car as it drove off until there was nothing to grab onto. I saw her turn around the corner and then something told me that's the last time you'll see her alive. And I laughed it off thinking it was a dramatic teenager and then I went inside. My mom crashed our green SUV into a field on the drive home. The police think she lost control due to the rain making the road wet. Oh my gosh. She died in the scene. It was the exact way I saw it in my dream seven years ago. It's a feeling I never really shake, constantly thinking that I could have done something to stop it, but I know that it wasn't my fault. Thank you guys for reading. I have a few other stories where I've seen my mother. I tried to chase after her and ended up in a dark room and just normal times that she's popped into a random dream, waved, and then left. I hope y'all have a good day. Sorry this was long, but the detail was needed. To lighten it up, here are my animals. Mija, which is a, a beardy lizard, and then Billy, which is a tortoiseshell, Baston, which is the white one, and Binks, which is small, and there's like cats. Oh my gosh, it's a cat wearing a cowboy hat. Oh my that's gosh, so that's so cute. Oh, and there's Gabriel. Oh, cute. So cute. Very cute. Oh, and he's got a little dragon on his shoulder. Oh my gosh. Gabriel, that is that's that's very heavy. Yeah, that's heart wrenching. Yeah. I mean I really don't think that there was anything you could have done to make her stay, you know? Like if you had that vision. There's not, yeah, there's nothing you can do in situations like yeah. that. I would be super interested, Gabriel, to know, have you ever had any other premonitions that came true? I'm wondering if maybe Gabriel is perhaps like a medium. Right. I don't, I don't know. know. Sometimes I think with, with things like that, you know, you were a child and you had this dream. Maybe that was a way of preparing you emotionally. Oh, wow. For, I didn't even think of that. That's a great point. For being on your own letting you know that this is a possibility that could happen in the future i'm so and then she comes back to him though right so he yeah. said he has a few other stories where he had seen her try to chase after her and just ended up in a dark room and then sometimes she's popped into a random dream waved and then left well i think if you've had these other stories where you try to chase after her to keep her from going and then you just end up in a dark room i think that's because that, that wasn't a possibility the other times were premonitions like those were things that actually happened so it was like a visualization you could see but if you just end up in a place where, you know, there's no images and there's nothing there, I think it's because it's just not a possibility. It doesn't exist. I think that's a great assessment of the dream. Yeah, I think that maybe that's your subconscious way of, of telling yourself, hey, like there's not anything you could have done. You know, we've heard stories before about parents or family members that have passed and then popped up in dreams or yes. visions. And I, I think to me, that's really comforting. It is know, really comforting. Like, because I've talked on this podcast before about how afraid of death I am. And I think it's nice to think, that perhaps this isn't all there is, right? right? And maybe we can come back and visit people or there's life after death. Right. And I, I think whenever I hear a story like this, it kind of solidifies that for me. It where it, To me, me, that's very comforting it's to like, hear. It gives me hope, I yeah. think. Like yeah. she's popping into your dream to say, hey, it's okay. Like I'm still here. I'm still watching over you. I'm thinking about you. Yeah. Okay, bye. You know? Yeah. To me, that's really comforting. Yes, I agree. All right, next email. This is from Ebony W., and the subject is my sister's ghost and other weird instances. 
Hi guys, my name is Ebony and I'm from Australia. This may be a long email, apologies in advance, but anyways, let's get to it. I have a few stories as we have lived in some houses which have definitely been haunted. Once we lived in the oldest house in the district. <laughs> well, that's for sure fucking yeah, haunted. Is. Look, the correlation between age of a building and yeah. number of ghosts living within. Yes, it's, it's a, a, it's it's a, a line straight up into right. the atmosphere. <laughs> I think I've only been able to see ghosts after this time. Maybe there's one attached to me. I don't know. Anyway, more recently, I've been waking up throughout the night. As I wake up, I can see the walkway into my sister's room. As I look that way, I see a tall, lanky, and dark figures walking into my sister's room. I have no explanation for this, and she has no clue that it happens. These figures have no features whatsoever. They just look like shadows and are unreasonably tall. Another, even scarier one I have was in the house we lived previous to this one. My room was kind of separate to the rest of the house. One night, I woke up and had this uneasy feeling in my stomach, a sinking feeling. I look towards my door and see this girl dripping wet and staring at me. She has dark hair and wearing an old style nightgown. Oh my gosh. I freak out and dive under my blanket. I was like 12 or 13 and breathe deeply. I eventually fall asleep under the blanket. When I woke up, I had a wet handprint on my shoulder. Oh my. Oh my, <laughs> my God. God. I have no clue what this means and have not experienced anything like this since. I am now 18. Anyways, thank you for reading this email and I hope it entertained you. Love you both for Australia, Ebony. What? What the fuck, Ebony? What the fuck? The what under the, the fuck? But also, under the covers are safe, confirmed. But it did penetrate because she woke up with the with a wet handprint on her shoulder, so it stuck <gasps> its hand under the blanket. No! no, everything I learned as a child is a lie. You're not safe under the blankets. No, no. Oh my god, that makes it a hundred times scarier. I yes. was thinking that that it was on top of the blanket. No, on I don't her think so. Ebony, clarify for us. Tweet at us if if I'm Tell getting us. it wrong. But the way I'm reading this is that she was under the blanket when she fell asleep and woke up with a wet handprint on her shoulder. What the fuck? What the fuck 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 this is terrifying this is like the ring shit there's nothing i can say i don't know how to process that good I just luck ebony more. good luck i don't uh, you should not be writing into us you should be like getting, getting an exorcist a, yes yeah but keep writing into us <laughs> this one comes from willow pierce it's taken a while for me to get the courage to share this story i always think that people who don't know my family and i won't believe me or realize what's around well willow you come to the right you've place. come to the right place because we believe anything you can tell us a hundred percent made-up story and i would believe it <laughs> you can call me big mama and yes i'm actually a young mama to a terrifying and smart two-year-old who loves to chase our cats and steal food from the fridge cute <laughs> in late 2018 my fiance and i moved into a new house in a small town in indiana it's a house that was built in 1900 and you can feel that all the rooms are in different shapes and sizes, and there are weird parts of the house, like the basement, which was all dirt floors and cabinet lining the walls. The house is okay. It's plenty of space for my little family, and it's in a wonderful little community, but there's something living with us. Before I get to what, let me give you some background on my family and I. My fiance and I are practicing pagans. You can call me a witch, but honestly, it's all candle magic and food. The women in my family have all in some way been practicing witches, some being good in divination, while others have psychic abilities, such as sensing auras and spirits. I grew up with it, and I enjoy the spiritual and magical world. Now, the man in my house is not something I enjoy. Every place I've lived, you can sense the spirit of the past, but it's exactly that. 
It's the past. It may interact or do things, but existed at a previous point and has no real way to push the future in a different direction that was established by fate. The man is not from the past. He is in the present and he is alive. Oh, oh sh- wait, what? What? Alive may not be the best word. His energy and his being is not human, animal, or at least in my mind, a friendly deity. My fiance grew up Catholic, and even though he's not of my same blood and spiritual inheritance, he senses the man too. Oh, no. My sister. Let me just say quickly that if you sense something in your house and you're talking to your roommate or your significant other, whoever you're living with, and they are like, oh, I also sense that. No, I'm getting out immediately. He senses it too. My sister who stays with us on the weekends has interacted with him. No. mm -mm, Weird mm -mm. things happen in our house all the time. All the regular things like lights flicking, weird noises, and things moving around by themselves. Honestly, none of that scares me. I've seen it before. I've seen this man. Not in a dream or under the influence. He's not a shadow or just a puff of mist. When I put my daughter to bed, he stands in the doorway watching us. I can see him in the mirror that I'm facing (sighs) towards. I've seen him in our entryway as I walk past, and when I look back, he's gone. When you go to leave and look up at the windows of the house, there he is. He's always following us around the house. I don't think he's angry or upset. I really don't think he's harmful at all, to be honest. But it's one of the first times that I've felt something as powerful as this for a long time. If y'all have any questions at all, feel free to ask. Perhaps I can help with things as well if you're ever in trouble. I have lots of stories, but I thought you would enjoy this the most. Feel free to share that with the world. Also, you guys are absolutely the best. I love you guys so much. XOXO, Big Mama. Big Mama, did you write this just to scare the shit out of me? Big Mama, I'm terrified. Big Mama. <laughs> Big Mama, why? What? Okay, wait, wait, okay. Imagine being such a bad bitch that you see a ghost <laughs> standing in the mirror looking at you as you put your child to bed and just being like, It is what it is. Whatever. Well, okay. Well, I don't enjoy this deity, but I will live with it. Right. Yeah. Big Mama, you're crazy. Big Mama, why don't you try to get rid of it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Well, I guess she said that it's. She doesn't think it's evil, but she also. But she just doesn't like it. Like well, she said, she doesn't think he's good, though. Right. Yeah. She doesn't but, think he's. So maybe he's like neutral. Just like he is what he is. People in bedrooms, like deities in bedrooms, to me is the most scary. And also thinking of seeing something in a mirror that's not there when you turn around. Nightmare fuel. Fucking no. Fucking no. Fuck me up. What you is this man watching you and your husband like conceive your child? What the fuck? What is he there for? Yes. I'm going to say yes. Pervert ghosts are hilarious to me. That concept. <laughs> a peeping Tom <laughs> Yeah, ghost. like a peeping Tom ghost. Like he was a pervert in his real life. Right. And then died and his soul is just wandering, like looking in people's windows. Like yeah. that to me is kind of funny. That is funny. He just wants to jerk off. <laughs> Oh, God. Also, would that, so that be purgatory? Would that be hell? Like, if all you want to do is jerk off, but now you're a ghost. You and can't. so you just watch other people fuck, but you can't fuck. Right, and you like, have nothing. Yeah, much to think about. Yeah, that's too deep, Alyssa. Yeah, sorry. I'm not ready for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this one is unnamed. It doesn't have a name. And the subject line is, this is my story, LOL. Hey, I'm a listener from the UK. I've literally binged all of your podcast. This isn't the most spooky story, but I just really wanted to tell someone to get their insight. Anywho, I was about 10 
and me, my best friend, and her five-year-old sister were playing in a playground by ourselves. The playground was surrounded by houses, but you couldn't access them from the playground, and the only way to get to the area was by a little path. So we were playing, and a guy in a long black coat started walking, well, kind of jogging, but not really, towards us. So me, being the paranoid person I am, gathered everyone and we started running. I was at the back because I'm really slow and managed to look behind me. The man was running after us. Oh, my God. I don't know what he wanted, but I got a super negative vibe from him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm running after you. Just randomly in a long black me. coat and I'm 10. <laughs> yeah, I just got a super negative vibe from him. <laughs> he seemed really sinister. We got away and moved on. I eventually went back to her house. On the way there from the bus stop, I saw him again. He turned around to look at me, and I don't know what happened. I sort of felt myself fall backwards and fall on the ground. Black dots clouded my vision as he stared at me. I blinked and shook my head, trying to clear my vision, and just as I did, I, quote, woke up and was still standing where I was before I, quote, fell. Mm. He wasn't there. I can't remember his face either, even though I know I saw it. I don't know what he was, but safe to say I'm never going back there again, LOL. I hope you have a great day, and please don't stop making these podcasts. They are the only thing keeping me sane while I'm walking to school. Yeah, your school walk sounds fucked up. Yeah. Okay, this person needs to ask the other people if they saw it, because maybe when they were telling everyone to run, they were the only one who saw it. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because if everybody saw the person... Yeah. Then it's a fucking weirdo, creepy ass man. Yeah. And maybe your mind had like a panic attack and like, I don't know. Sometimes when I have panic attacks, it's almost like disassociation for a brief second where like because your body is in this like fight or flight mode and your adrenaline's pumping, like everything kind of falls to the side and sometimes like your vision can't change. So I'm wondering, yeah, if if everyone else saw this person, I wonder if it was like a child molester. I don't know, like or or just like a crazy person. Also, good for you. Like those are bad vibes. Here's life lesson number one (sighs) to our listeners. Don't wear a fucking long black coat. Don't do it. It's got a bad (laughs) connotation. No, people are gonna think that you're there to right like i know you think you're being really cool and edgy but you look like a school shooter slash pervert molester man you look like a pervert school shooter yes ghost man we're gonna cut this out (laughs) if you wear long black coats you're probably fine it's not your fault that other people are creepy this comes from shelby price it's called ghost at grandpa's house hey guys first of all i love the podcast you guys are hilarious and i wait for them every week I have a very short story and it's not really that scary, but it is haunted. And I thought it was kind of interesting. So a while back when I was 11 or 12, my family went to visit my grandparents in their small house in Florida. Oh, no. Haunted. We live in St. Louis and drove down there to visit for a few days. When we arrived, we picked out where we would sleep. And me, being the youngest, got the small futon in a back room that was a little creepy, but it was right by my sister's room. So I wasn't too scared. We were there for a few days, and I would stay in the room and listen to music, play on my DS or color when we weren't at the beach or something. Whenever I was in there, it felt strange, like bad vibes, except it didn't feel evil or anything, just that something was there. One night, I was laying down with my coloring book, and I saw a large shadow coming from the doorway. I thought it was maybe my dad or something, so I looked up, and nobody was there, and then the shadow was gone. That was the last night I was sleeping there and I was a little scared, but I assumed it was in my imagination until the next morning when we were about to walk out the door. My grandpa so casually mentions that someone fucking died on the same futon I was sleeping on. What? I could have gone without knowing that, but now it's one of the main (laughs) reasons I now believe in ghosts. Thank you so much for reading Shelby. 
Grandpa! <laughs> Fuck off, Grandpa! Why did the futon? Rule number two that we're teaching on this podcast. If somebody dies on your futon get the fuck you throw it it out it's a futon you got you know what you got all the use out of it that you needed i could see my grandpa doing that though being like oh someone died in this chair well it's still a perfectly good chair it works that's their problem yeah (laughs) (laughs) their soul's now tethered to my lazy boy i love how she says that's one of the main reasons i now believe in ghosts like what are that's one of the main reasons yeah. that's like not the main reason okay this is from lauren m and the subject is weird ass coincidence i think not oh yes hey nat and Allie. first i want to let you know that i love your podcast i began listening in october 2019 and i am currently all caught up as i've binge listened to it at work some quick background my boyfriend had lived with me in my mom's basement a few years back. I know, super impressive. <laughs> when We've all been there. Yes, we have. When he first moved in, I noticed that he slept with his eyes open. Creepy, but I guess some people do this. It got even creepier when he mentioned that he began having nightmares when he took naps or was sleeping without me in the bed. We had separate work schedules. I brushed it off at first, but it became frequent almost every time I wasn't in bed with him. I asked him what they were like out of curiosity. He told me that he would be lying in bed with no one around and he'd look up and four to five shadow creatures or one big as fuck shadow creature (laughs) would be standing over him, whispering to him. At first, I figured it was just because he sleeps with his fucking eyes open (laughs) and it was kind of sleep paralysis. Right. But then the dreams started getting creepier. The worst one was when he dreamt he was lying in bed and he looked to his right. We had a bad flood, so our walls were half removed. So if he looked to the right, he'd be looking at our makeshift closet, which was a rack of clothes, essentially, and the half wall that leads to the laundry room. He saw the big shadow creature crawl out of the half wall through the clothes and towards him, telling him something in a growl that he didn't understand what we've since moved out but the creepiness doesn't end there my brother came over the other night and we were being super nostalgic about our childhood we were talking about living in the basement he lived there while i was away at college and then he moved out eventually he then said i think the basement is haunted but i just don't know if it was real or fake something clicked for me and i decided to ask him did you dream about the shadow creatures too he looked like he was about to shit himself and said yeah almost every night did you dream about it too He told me that the shadow creature would open the door to the laundry room and walk towards him until he'd wake up abruptly. It would also come out of the closet that held our Christmas decorations. When he was done describing his dreams to me, I had goosebumps everywhere. Fuck skeptics. There is no way my brother and my boyfriend had the same creepy ass dreams. As soon as my brother told me, I had to tell you to. I know you love these kinds of stories, and honestly, that house had tons of bad juju as far as I'm concerned. So it makes sense that there would be a fucking shadow creature lurking around. Thanks for reading this, and I both you hope I hope you both have a happy and haunted holiday season. Hugs, Lauren M. Oh my God! Wait, Lauren, you're like an angel because you don't experience it. Yeah, and then, Lauren. Like when you're around, they don't have the dreams. Lauren, can do me a favor? Can you take the Ray contest and then have your brother and your boyfriend take the Ray contest and tell me if your results line up? with the hypothesis we proposed in episode five which is that if you don't pass those tests you have a low raycon you can't see these shadow fucking people so maybe the shadow people are like dancing on your chest and you you just have no idea and honestly like good because if (laughs) there is a shadow man dancing on my chest i don't want to know yeah don't ask don't tell (laughs) 
We are like the military in the early 2000s. The early 2000s. Ghosts. Ghosts. If you're there, don't tell me. Yes. Yes. And I won't ask if you're there. (laughs) Here's my policy on ghosts. I don't fuck with them if they don't fuck with me. Look, if you're a ghost, you're just living your life. You probably don't want to be stuck in this limbo situation where you're living in my house watching me like have diarrhea either. So This is from Madison Lowry. It's an article about Let's Get Haunted, it says. Interesting. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. I think we're getting interviewed right now. I'm freaking out. Okay. Hey, guys. My name is Madison Lowry, and I'm a high school junior in West Virginia, home of the Mothman, and I write for an online publication called Flipside. Alyssa. What? We are getting famous right now. Wait. One of my articles, I would love to write about Let's Get Haunted because of how much it inspires me and makes my life better every day. I would love that. For this article, I was wondering if you could all answer a few of these questions. Yes. I don't know what they are yet, but yes. (laughs) If not, I completely understand. So no worries. No, we're going to do it. Thank you for taking the time to read this email anyway. You are you all better my life every day and i'm so thankful for that words cannot describe how much let's get haunted means to me if you're able or want to answer a few questions thank you a thousand times and here they are you mean a lot to me what made you all want to start the podcast i wanted to do a vlog and Alyssa was like that's a lot of work and she was right and she was like (laughs) we should start with a podcast and make a brand and then from there we can turn it into a visual like vlog or whatever we it is that we want and little did i know that probably recording this podcast is more difficult than just having a vlog right yeah but we're you know what one day we're gonna have like 69 employees we're gonna have 420 <laughs> employees we're gonna pay them 69 dollars an hour that's how successful that's we're how be. successful we will yes. be yes mm-hmm. i'm calling it number two where do you get the ideas for each episodes for me it's just like a google rabbit hole sometimes i'll just type in like weird haunted true yeah. and then, like just try to find stuff and a lot of times people will tee off to me like someone was telling me the other day like they went to somewhere where there was gins and i was wanting to hear more about the like middle east like bad spirits or whatever mm-hmm. and so then i started researching more and uh, yeah yeah i definitely think the google rabbit hole is mm-hmm. like probably number one um weird disappearance or haunted death or you know whatever and then i and then i click on the news category in google that way i know i'm getting like a real thing that actually happened um or i mean sometimes i'll just be watching like a tv show and someone will mention something or i'll be listening to a podcast and someone mentions something people tweeted us like haunted stuff all the time um i also definitely actively seek out like books about stuff like this i i bought this calendar this year it's like a desk calendar that you peel off the days and uh-huh. it was by national geographic i think it's like an unexplained calendar oh, that's awesome and so every day you peel it back it'll have like two sentences about something weird that has happened oh in God. the world and it's that's been like a source of inspiration for me this year how would you describe let's get haunted to new potential listeners the only hard-hitting investigative Journalist, journalist podcast, podcast about things that may, may or may, or may not have, have happened in the first place yeah, we'll flush that out. yeah we'll flush that out <laughs> also it's paranormal it's a paranormal podcast talking about ghosts aliens cryptids unexplained disappearances unexplained deaths murders that have a supernatural aspect to Bad it vibes conspiracy theories like we're covering everything that scares the shit out of me right in my spare time yes like anything that i read that makes me want to cry more yeah what advice do you have for people who want to start a podcast do it do it i think the main hurdle is the equipment and the time i also think it be consistent and can like put out content consistently even if you're not feeling super inspired even if like an episode isn't that great or you don't think it is i think it's better to put out something rather than not and also there have been times where where we'll record an episode or I'll tell you a story and I'm like, man, I'd, 
you know, now I'm like, it's like you get self-conscious, right? Because you're putting something out there that you wrote or that you researched. And sometimes it's easy to have self-doubt. And so I think, you know, just put it out anyway, even if you have self-doubt. And if it wasn't that great, then now you know for next time what to do. I think with anything creative, you have to get over your ego of wanting things to be good because we all have good, perfect. Yeah, yeah, we all have really good taste. This is a, I had a really good acting teacher who told me we all have good taste. That's why we got into this like business is because we saw other people acting or we saw a director who did something really well and we were like, I want to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have good taste, but your skill might not necessarily be there yet. But the only way it's going to get there is if you continue to practice and put stuff out. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And so like wanting to to be perfect will keep you from doing it at all you know that's great yeah Yeah. I love that um on average how long does it take to create a podcast episode from start to finish from getting the idea to getting it to listeners ears that's a great question it takes so long you guys um we normally record maybe like two hours a little maybe a little more of audio and then we cut it down eight hours of research three hours to record plus driving and all that oh then that's another hour on top of it okay Okay. four hours to record plus driving five hours to edit and get it out then another two hours for like the instagram Instagram Mm -hmm. and whatever i'll say another hour for like doing the bitlies and like tweeting out links to the episodes yeah so 20 hours yeah 20 hours per episode damn why do we do that? Yeah, now I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. What are your goals for Let's Get Haunted? We're trying to get a partnership or a sponsorship or... we. I think we work one goal at a time because people always come up to us and they're like, oh, it's so great. It's so great. What are you going to do? Like, oh, are you guys going to be president in the United States? And we're like, okay, one thing at a time, dude. Yeah. You know, right now, we're just trying to, I think, get our numbers up high and we've been consistently getting lots and lots of streams and then probably after we get to like, what, like 100,000 streams every month or whatever, yeah. then we'll probably want to go to somebody who can produce it for us because then we have leverage. We're not just coming in with something that's dope and not getting like enough for it because we don't have proof that it's dope. You right. Know? So basically we would need to double what we're doing right now. Yeah. Consistently. I think, you know, yeah. if we could get a producer or an editor or, you know, a research assistant or even just a management team right to help us yeah more. like a social media manager like if we could get to the point where we can get that stuff i think like that's basically making it right? yes yeah so that would be the next step and then beyond that do a live show yeah. i think it would be really fun to have you know like a haunted travel show mm-hmm. i think it would be really fun to interact with you guys you know uh, in a small like black box theater kind of like live thing fuck let's get haunted the musical like i think yeah. it would be really fun I, yeah yeah, hell I yeah. think we could have a whole brand that would be dope. I would love to have more merch and yeah, stuff. I would that maybe would be even awesome. like if we could do a master class. Like, How to be haunted, but be okay with it. Yes. What's your favorite part of the podcast? Yeah, gifts. fan art is super great. I love reading your, fan mail. Yes. Um, Any interactions you guys give to us, the comments. I love seeing Natalia's reactions to the stories <laughs> I'm telling. So it's awesome to like spend you know eight hours researching something and then to see the other person's reaction all the way through you're like that's right like isn't this fucking crazy to fuck somebody up is a really good feeling it is i agree like to see that happen on their face and they're like yeah i fucked you up i did my job yeah do you have anything else you want readers or potential listeners or current listeners to know about you all or let's get haunted or any closing statements in general i guess i just want to say like thank you 
right yeah yeah thank you so much thank you guys so like so 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 much just know that there's a community of people out there who Who are yeah who are who are open to the possibility too there's some people who just they are so focused on the fact that we can't prove any of this is real and i'm like you guys are missing the entire point of the podcast yeah like you cannot believe in any of this shit and still find it super entertaining and fun yeah like how many times do i go see a movie or i listen to a song about a completely made-up narrative and i'm not like well romeo and juliet weren't (laughs) real yes thank you that's perfect the way you're describing it right now is perfect Yeah, yeah i'm like fuck Shakespeare is the greatest writer of all time. Like, yeah. I'm not like, he was telling bullshit. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree with you. And I actually was talking to someone the other day. Uh, they asked me like, oh, like, what's your podcast about? And I was like, oh, it's kind of about like anything spooky. You know, like we talk about ghosts. We talk about aliens. We talk about conspiracy theories, you know, blah, 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 right. going down the list. And he's like, oh, you don't believe in ghosts, do you? And I'm like, does it matter? Yeah. It like, does it literally it's matter? It's not a relevant question. That's not, it's, it's totally irrelevant in my opinion because... Me too. <laughs> the ghost culture is there, yeah. sir. Don't... Ghost culture erasure pisses <laughs> me off. Okay? You're completely missing the whole point of this podcast if you're focused on whether or not every single story actually happened. And that's our tagline, too. Like, hard-hitting research about things that may or may not have even happened. Exactly. Like, it's up to you to decide. <laughs> you know what? I invite all of the people out there in the world who will see this article instead of saying no you don't have to say yes just say maybe yeah just say maybe maybe that's it that's all we're asking you and I promise you your life if you just apply that to everything else in your life it will open up for you so much more it'll be like that movie yes man but Mm -hmm. maybe man yeah (laughs) (laughs) and like I guarantee you're gonna have way more fucking fun than saying no exactly cool thank you Madison we are we are like so oh my god our first interview oh my god (laughs) thank you Madison this is from Freddie F and the subject line is the boy in a little blue suit I drove to my cousin's house for the first time to wait for my family there so we could all go out together. I walk in my cousin's house and she is sitting on the couch and down at the end of the hall, there was a little boy in a blue suit. He looks about four or five and when we made eye contact, he just casually walked into one of the rooms he was standing next to. I asked my cousin if it was just the two of them there so far and she said it was just her. So I asked, who's the little boy in blue? He just went in a room. She looks at me like, what? And her eyes started to water as she asked me what he looks like with tears in her eyes. She stands up and walks into the room that he went into and comes back to the living room with a book. It's a photo album. And in it is a picture of her dead little brother in his (gasps) coffin in a little blue suit. Oh, my God. I'm not very religious anymore. I grew up in a religious household, so I've been brought up around the teachings of God and spirituality. I don't believe in a God per se. I believe in science now, but after seeing this two years ago, I do believe in ghosts and or spirits and or residual energy left over after we pass. I believe in the law of conservation of energy. Energy and matter cannot be destroyed, only transformed. Thanks, Freddie. Wow, Freddie, that's so creepy. That is so fucking creepy. Wow. The fact that you saw that, too, and are able to be like, oh, it's just energy transformed. Like, my ass would be like, fucking go! Yeah, the yeah. Here. Like, ah. But yeah. Also, I don't think that spirituality and science are mutually exclusive. I don't either. I, but also, we're maybe men. So right. <laughs> anything that we hear, we're going to be like, yeah. Yeah. Seems plausible. Seems fine. I mean, maybe. it sounds like you 100% saw, saw a ghost. her. Yeah, saw a ghost. Yes. Or residual energy, whatever you want to believe. This is from John Reed, and the subject is two money signs, so I'm interested. 
Hello, YouTube. My daughter turned me on to your podcast and I'm listening to it while I walk each day. I don't do Venmo, but would like to send you a few dollar signs as I really enjoy your show and know it takes money to keep it going. Oh, thanks. I'm an old retired guy, but I really like your energy and take on interesting subjects. Can I send you a check? If so, reply with your particulars, Brian from Woodenwell, Washington. I'm standing up right yeah, now. Natalia's like feeling very happy. She's what the standing. Fuck? Do you read, do you, Alyssa, this is the most haunted thing we've ever read. Wait, Someone is, just asked us if we they could send us a check. Wait, Brian, does that mean that you can help us fund a website? Brian, help us! I mean, Brian, even if it's $5 that you're sending, thank you very much. Every little bit helps and I will respond to you. Yes. Cool. Subject line, haunted listener stories from Tessa. Hi there. My name is Tessa. I'm a more recent fan of yours and really love listening to you describe spooky stories. Some I've heard before, but you both make it 100% more entertaining. Also, I appreciate all the obstacles you go through to get these podcasts out. Thank oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, I've been debating possibly reaching out. And after hearing the Bell Witch story, I felt compelled to share my own haunted history. I hope you find this interesting. And if not, at least I let you know how much I love your show. Sorry, this is super long. So to begin with just... Some background, my family is a North American success story. I live in Canada. My great-grandfather came here from Italy, illiterate and poor, but created what was one of the largest trucking companies in the country. This is important to understand because it takes place in my grandfather's home, who built it to house my father and six aunts and uncles. The house was large and had a separate pool house that was basically a single-bedroom apartment. In the main house, there were two bedrooms down in the basement and a wine cellar. My grandfather passed away the same year I was born, so I only knew him from my parents. My father, his son, hated my granddad and would tell us stories growing up of how he beat my grandmother and was an alcoholic, etc. My grandmother herself never spoke about these things and seemed to only remember good things about him. I don't know either way. Our extended family is very large, so the grandkids about my age were put down in the basement anytime we had get-togethers. Obviously, as kids, we would mess around and play hide-and-seek. My favorite places to hide were behind the bar and wine cellar. Another game would be to dare each other to spend time in the back bedrooms. At this point, they housed the general laborers that my grandmother kept around to do basically everything. So looking back, it was an invasion of privacy, but we were all very frightened about the bedrooms and cellars in particular. The rooms would suddenly drop in temperature, and once or twice, I had lost time in there and came out disoriented to an empty basement with no one else around. Maybe my cousins were just jerks, probably, but even different workers that have come and gone have been freaked out down there. Overall, it's a creepy place. Appliances would stop and start, Christmas displays would randomly start, and so on. So my family kind of made it a joke that the basement was haunted and it was no big deal. This is all super chill and not a big issue if there wasn't a second active spot on the property that was 10 times worse. My father and I spent around six to eight months living there, getting back on our feet after my parents divorced. At the time, we had the pool house to ourselves to live in. I took the back bedroom and my father stayed on the couch. The pool house had already gotten a bad reputation in my family as well as being creepy and disturbed like the basement. But because we are a typical white family, we don't really do anything about it. <laughs> so the first few weeks there, I didn't really notice things too much. Like if something was moved or on the ground, I thought it was nothing. However, something that stood out completely was how cold the back bedroom would get at night. I would wake up freezing every night and struggled to get back to sleep. In the morning, I would go and ask about the heat and my father would say it was on and working fine. Then I would check the windows and screw them shut as tight as I could. In Canada, our winters would get really bad. Although I live in a warmer part, negative 22 degrees Fahrenheit is normal. Fuck that. What? 
So I'm used to the cold, actually, I prefer it, but for some reason, whenever I woke up this way, I was extremely uncomfortable. I never really thought to mention this to my family, because I don't know, I didn't want to be a bother. As time passed, I started to develop insomnia. I started waking up paralyzed and would see the shadow of something standing over my bed, like a person with no face. But I didn't think it was anything more than my imagination, but it was still very frightening. So I'd stay up watching TV all night to avoid going into the room. This all came to a head when I went to sleep one night and woke up as usual around 3 a.m. However, this night something was different. At first, I was very confused because I could hear something at the door. It sounded like an animal scratching the wood with claws. I thought maybe it was rats or something. I got out of bed and swung open the door to try to catch whatever it was. There was nothing there. I don't remember falling asleep, but I eventually did. The next night, I woke up at 3 again. This time, the sound seemed like something was trying to open the door from the bottom, scratching their fingers from underneath. I guess like a cat would maybe, but the only pet was my grandmother's husky that only ever stayed in the main house with her. I was scared, but I still opened the door to look out in the hallway, but I saw nothing. The next morning, I asked the caretaker to put out traps in the house. He told me that there already were traps, and at that point, there was nothing he could find in the house. At this point, I was terrified and felt constant dread whenever I went near the back room. I forced myself to stay awake that night, but somehow must have passed out. At 3 a.m., I woke up again, only this time I couldn't move anything. All I could see was my breath in front of me. Now the scratching was more intense and very loud, so I did the only thing I could and started begging whatever it was to leave me alone. As it continued, my exhausted brain seemed to only focus on one thing, telling the ghost off. So I got aggressive and started swearing and yelling at it to go away. Eventually, this must have worked, and when I woke the next morning, I ran to the door and examined the other side. There were deep gouges in the wood, far off the floor, almost as high as the handle. After that night, I didn't hear the scratching, but still would wake up every once in a while and see shadows around the back rooms. Luckily, my dad and I found an apartment soon after this and moved out. I only recently started telling people in my family... I was already an outcast, so I didn't really want to speak about it. The marks were still on the bedroom door, and whenever I saw them, they convinced me I wasn't crazy. When I finally spoke about it to my grandma, I don't think she fully understood, and just said, that's your grandpa, dear. But I don't think it was, or at least I hope not. But then again, my father did always hate him and say he was violent. However, whenever I do feel something back there, it only feels evil and not entirely human. One final thing. Last year, my family had a bunch of home videos converted to DVD. I was there when my grandma put them on to watch for the first time in 25 plus years. In one clip, my older cousin is in the basement. It is only on screen for a second, but she is using a Ouija board. <gasps> I am convinced that she may have opened something in the house when she was a kid and didn't even realize. I think that might be the reason for some of the activity, but we'll never know. As I'm writing this, my grandmother's house has just been sold and most likely will be torn down by developers. I could go on and on, unfortunately, but won't take up any more of your time. Thanks so much for reading this. If you did, love you guys. Tessa. Oh, my God. Tessa, your life is like a scary movie. That's horrifying. Like a big, like, haunted mansion. Also, how funny that the grandma's like, oh, that's just your grandfather, dear. She's like, no, there's a demon scratching the door yeah, to my bedroom that's so freaky that and the fact so that freaky. there's actual evidence of it happening to yeah like, there's the like ga on gouges the that weren't there originally well your grandma i don't know if we can trust her because she here she is saying oh that's just your grandfather and then she's using a ouija board in the background no like, no that was a cousin that oh, was that using was a, a ouija board uh -huh, on oh. the floor of the basement in the background still bad vibes bad fucking vibes the bell witch episode is what jogged her memory yeah. because remember all the scratching noises right. in that one the ghost was just like fucking with people yes. like making noises like rats 
rats and and animals scratching that's so, so creepy maybe it's the bell witch entity this comes from oscar the subject says random stories maybe haunted idk yeah <laughs> yeah same perfect hi nat and ali i'm oscar and i've been listening to your podcast since the first episode and i'm a proud member of nat's cult hashtag click to die hell yeah oh, cool anyway i haven't sent any stories in because i have no firsthand experiences so i asked my mom the these are a few that my mom told me off the top of her head when I asked her. It may be long. One. My mom said that when she was a little girl, about eight years old, she lived in a ranch town in Mexico called El Carrizal. She said that her dad, my grandpa, grew food and had many cows. Because of this, he was very much a man's man. Like he wasn't afraid of anything. Having cows and growing food is like nothing yeah. can fuck with me. Yeah. The area around their house was mostly empty, empty fields and obviously the animals that they had. But my mom said that on one night, her dad said that they were going to leave the front door open because, well, it was hot and they wanted the breeze to come through the door. So it was left open. So you can get the idea. My mom's room was basically direct out to the open ranch. So there wasn't fencing or another door. You basically open the door and it was her room. On the right of her room was my grandparents' room. They usually left the doors inside the house open. My mom said that on the night that they left the door open, she wasn't afraid. She didn't like that the door was open because you could hear coyotes and dogs and stuff. Well, she said she couldn't fall asleep and looked out through the door and saw on the edge standing on top of one of the fence posts a female figure in a dress, but she was not like normal. My mom said she almost seemed like she was glowing, but not bright, like if she was a shell with a pure white candle in it. My mom says that she stared at it, scared, and wasn't falling asleep, so she tried to cover her eyes with her blanket, and her dad heard her and told her not to go to sleep. She told him that she wanted him to close the door, and he said, no, it was too hot. And my mom said that she ended up just keeping her eyes covered and eventually woke up around 4 a.m. She looked over again and said that the figure was gone, but she had no idea what it was, and she said that even before she saw it, she was already feeling kind of scared, and then her dad said that they would leave the door open. Sounds like you are really not understanding how freaky this is this is fucking terrifying yes like a woman that looks like she's a shell with a pure white candle inside is standing (laughs) on a hillside staring through standing on a window (laughs) staring at this mom and then she's scared and so she tells her dad can we please close the door and he's like no it's too hot Wait, is that the end of the email? No, there's more, oh. but I'm like, I don't know if I can. No, this come too, on, you gotta this do person it. isn't scared of anything, I'm afraid. Okay, number two. This is my dad's side of the family. The second story actually happened to my grandfather's brother. His name is Gabriel. We still live in this house when we go to Mexico, and none of us have experienced anything since. So my grandma owned a ton of houses that she inherited from her dad. So half of these houses were completely empty most of the year until someone came to visit. Gabriel came to visit when he chose our house. My grandma and grandpa both told him that the house is not a good choice. People say that they have gotten their feet pulled in that house. Nope. And he said, no, I'm not scared. I'm just going to sleep. So literally (laughs) that night, Gabriel was sleeping. And the next morning, he told my grandpa that he had gotten his feet pulled and it felt like they were squeezing his feet really tight. This is more Bell Witch shit. (laughs) My grandpa told him that he could change if he wanted to, to a different house. But my uncle said, no, it's fine. He said it was probably just because what they had told him and he was just imagining it. So he slept there that night and then he ran out in the middle of the night, probably at around 2 a.m. because, quote, the fucking wall was on fire and my feet, my feet were being held down, except in Spanish. He never slept or went into the room of our house. 
Again, they looked in the morning and it was super hot in his room, but there wasn't a fire anywhere or any damage to the house at all. Oh my God. Later on, my mom and dad got the house and they demolished that room. And my uncle says that then when they were digging around to lay a new foundation, they found an old clay pot with coins in it. And my mom says she thinks there was a few gold coins. And I think my uncle uncles kept them and they built a new room. We still sleep in that room when we go in and we haven't found anything else or experienced anything other than strange noises. So the part that's making me die laughing <laughs> is imagining someone's uncle just being like, I think someone was pulling my feet last night, but it's fine and then the next day just picturing him going yeah so actually my room caught on fire it was the weirdest thing (laughs) this family just does not give a fuck no they don't number three how could it possibly get any better than that (laughs) this story happens at our house in mexico again years before i was born my uncles lived with my parents in their house in mexico however my dad was traveling back and forth a lot and my mom lived here in california at the time because my middle brother had just been born a year prior so basically my uncles lived in our house and my dad was there every once in a while when he wasn't working one night when my uncle went out my aunt was left alone in our house and she hated being alone at night because she never lived in an area like that for more context our house in mexico is a split so it has a long strip with four bedrooms and a restroom and another section that has a bedroom so because the rooms were sectioned off whenever she wanted to go to the restroom she had to go out through the door she looked out through the door and to our right there was an abandoned property like an old adobe house like mud bricks like an old property well she said that at night at midnight you could hear chains like she said, heavy chains this being is more dragged around. And she said that you could see a bright blue glow coming out of the old adobe walls, like bright. She said it was super noticeable. <laughs> but as soon as you walked out, the light would go pitch black and the chains would stop. She thought somebody had broken in and was doing stuff, but there wasn't anything. And everyone knows each other Someone's in that town. Ju- There's just ghosts having a rave in <laughs> this old adobe building. And everyone knows each other in our town. So everyone knew there wasn't any kids out either. And it was just really scary for her. But she only experienced it when my uncle wasn't there and during the night. My dad bought that abandoned property a few years ago. And we went to help him incorporate it into our house. And there wasn't anything in the old house. And we dug up out the floor as well and didn't find anything either. Really, it did seem completely abandoned. The door could be open and there were piles of old adobe bricks everywhere. Like whoever started building it never finished it either. This is where I'll stop. Stay haunted, Ali and Nat, and please keep doing the podcast. It makes my long lecture days amazingly more chilling. I love you guys. Bye. P.S. Please pet your doggos for me. Your this was, family does not give a fuck. No, your family is like, yeah, there's just walls on fire <laughs> and people pulling our feet and right. chains and a disco happening in an old adobe building. I know. Like, like, you guys are more concerned with it being too hot, having to walk to the bathroom yeah. than you are <laughs> with the fucking demons and monsters, <laughs> like, holding your feet oh down. Oh, my God. You're like, I can deal with demons and monsters holding my feet down and slamming chains and staring at me but like i can't handle like having to build a new room right now (laughs) (laughs) okay this is from tom hi there fairly new listener here been a fan of sugar pine seven for a while now heard about the podcast thought i'd check it out speaking of sevens i was absolutely floored by episode seven i had to do a report on Leica in high school and i had a fun time researching for it Also, looking at dog pics for a school assignment is always a win. (laughs) Anyways, I had no clue about the cosmonauts who were erased from history. Absolutely riveting episode. I've listened to it twice now. Such rich mysteries. Truly mind-bending stuff. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. That's one of my favorites, too. Hell yeah. 
Also, thank you for including the recordings in your actual podcast. Even if you're holding the speaker end of your phone up to the mic, I don't care. I'm just glad it's in there. I feel like if this pod was run by anyone other than you two, they would make their listeners do their own research and find the audio files on their own. Thank you, because we're risking copyright infringement every time we do that. And that's why it's probably good that we don't make money. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's time to talk about the two in particular that absolutely haunt my nightmares now. The one of the woman suffocating to death just keeps replaying over and over in my mind. I can't tell if the beeping is the heart monitor or just the radio device is keeping connection with the earth. Whatever it is, it sounds absolutely otherworldly. I might be alone here, but like, does she sound angry to you? Like to me, she's thinking, well, shit, I'm going to die out in space alone. I'm suffocating and I can't vent my anger verbally or else I compromise the whole secret mission to anyone else listening in. Mm -hmm. I can't be the only one who hears that loud metal banging towards the end of that clip my fiance thinks that that noise is her heart or heart monitor i disagree i think she's banging on the door or stomping her foot in some last act of pure rage what do you think it is either way absolutely horrifying the next clip that haunts my dreams is the one of the guy cursing out his government and saying that they put him in a botched spacecraft leave it to that last few moments of life for humanity's colors to really fly anyways really high quality podcast and i wish you guys the best tom Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Actually, this is maybe the first time someone sent us an email about one of the episodes we've done. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think that that clanging noise at the end, I agree with you. I think maybe she's stomping her foot and, you know, inside that spacecraft as she's about to die. I agree that those anytime we have audio or video in Mm. any of the episodes we cover, that to me makes everything so much more haunting and real. Right. Because it's like not only are we reading a, you know, a written account of something that may or may not have happened, but now we have quote unquote evidence to go along with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me with that episode, the cosmonaut episode, the picture of what that guy's body looked like. Remember when he like, crashed to earth yeah that was the point where i was like this is haunted. that's creepy yeah. right yeah and he was saying he wanted an open casket yeah so that people would have to see like, like what was know. done to him right yeah um okay so this email comes from morgan brandon haunted dorm room demonic scratches and college medium what Sup, Allie and Nat. Big fan of the podcast i'm a new listener but it's only taken me a few days to binge all of the episodes wow After listening to all of the stories, I felt compelled to share my story of some very odd happenings that have occurred to me during my time in college. This is a rather lengthy story, but but I feel it is necessary to provide background to fully understand the story. I am currently a junior at St. Ambrose University in Davenport, Iowa. The college is rather old and has a rather long history. There have been rumors of a nun killing herself in one of the buildings, as well as satanic activity taking place in an abandoned underground pool. Oh, shit. However, these cannot be confirmed and remain rumors. What happened to me and my roommates, however, quickly became the talk of our little campus as to has to do with evil spirits, a medium and demonic scratches. I will attach videos and pictures below. What I'm about to share with you, while they're writing this as like like we write our yeah yeah. What I'm about to share with you happened my sophomore year. My three roommates and I were lucky enough to be moved into a junior senior dorm for the year. It was a rather new dorm, only being 20 years old or so. One day, about a month into the school year, a few of my roommates came back to hanging out with this girl they were friends with. They then proceeded to tell me how the girl they were hanging out with, a completely normal girl who had plenty of friends and was on the cheerleading squad, had told them she was a medium. 
Naturally, they laughed it off. However, they became slightly uneasy as she began to go into great detail about how she can see the dead on a regular basis. Yeah, I would become very uneasy. Specifically, she had told us that a dark, evil figure would hang outside of our room. The medium lived down the hall from us and started to walk up the stairs on the other side of the building to get to her room instead of coming up the stairs by our room in fear of the spirit that was outside of our room. My roommates and I thought this was odd, but shrugged it off. A few days later, me and my friend who came over decided to get drunk and naturally try to mess with this spirit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Exactly. This is the definition of getting haunted. (laughs) We proceeded to draw out a Ouija board on an empty pizza box (laughs) and attempt to talk to the spirit. However, after 15 minutes of trying, nothing happened. So we just threw the pizza box away and went to bed. Relatable. Same. Yeah. The next day, my roommates were messing around at our kitchen table with rubbing alcohol. They were pouring rubbing alcohol onto our wooden table and lighting it on fire. Okay, hold on. You guys. That's such a guy thing to do. You guys are reckless. Yeah. This would just cause the rubbing alcohol to burn, but not the table. After my roommates had been messing around with it for about 30 minutes, I jokingly told them to draw a pentagram and light it on fire on the table. They did it, but instead of the rubbing alcohol burning up and not damaging the table, a clear as day pentagram burnt (laughs) into our table. (laughs) This freaked us out as nothing else had burnt into the table for the 30 minutes they had been messing around. Also, you guys are going to be in so much trouble. Yeah, holy fuck. That same night, the medium who... Let's refer to as Katie came into our room and started frantically yelling at us. She began to ask us if anyone had done a Ouija board. My roommates found this to be a very odd thing to ask, but then I later told her I did this on a pizza box as a joke. We were all stumped as to how she could have known this, as I had not told anyone about my silly pizza box Ouija board. She then proceeded to ask if we had closed the Ouija board. I did not know what she meant, as I had no experience with Ouija boards in the past. As I told her no, she then looked at the pentagram burnt into the table and asked us how that happened. (laughs) We told her and she began to tell us that we had opened up a portal through our table as well as the Ouija board and that the only way we could close them is if we got our room blessed by the campus priest. We all kind of laughed about this and shrugged it off. After she left, one of my roommates and I, Garrett, were inspecting the pentagram on the table. Garrett proceeded to trace the pentagram with his finger to see if anything would happen. As soon as he traced it, the light stemmed low for a second and oh, came shit. back. This genuinely scared us, and we both agreed to just go to bed. Yeah. As soon as I laid down in my bed, I began to feel a burning sensation in my arm. I was wearing a sweatshirt, and I found this odd. After a few minutes of it getting worse, I decided to roll my sleeves up and look at my arm. I had a clear scratch going up my arm. This terrified me. I ran to my roommates and told them what had happened. They thought I had scratched myself and made it up. However, I bite my nails, so I do not have very long nails that could have done that. I tried to go back to sleep, but ended up pulling an all-nighter out of fear. This was the beginning of the month of hell as very odd things began happening to me and my roommates. We were eating dinner one night when we heard a bang in the shower and a razor had been thrown across the room. We would always hear whispering, thinking that it was each other playing pranks on us. One of my friends stayed over and got the covers ripped off of them in the middle of the night, causing them to storm out of the room and walk across campus in the freezing cold to get back to their room. My roommates and I continued to get unexplained scratches on us. On top of this, Katie had told us that there were multiple spirits roaming in our room. Yeah, fuck that. Many of which being harmless, but one of, us, one of which being a very tall, skinny man 
that stayed in my closet and enjoyed <laughs> <laughs> and enjoyed watching us from the darkness. No. My closet door did not close and was always cracked open a little bit. So this led me to having many sleepless nights, further causing me to go borderline insane. Oh my God. Shortly after that, I woke up one day feeling very weird. People kept asking me if I was okay because I seemed a little off, but I thought I was just having a bad day or something. Everything seemed very cloudy and I felt extremely anxious. I've never had a history of anxiety or panic attacks. So this was a feeling that was very foreign to me. At the end of the night, after entering my room from class, I began to have what I think was a panic attack. I couldn't breathe and was freaking out. My roommate helped me get back to the bathroom and to splash some water on my face in order to snap me back. As he was doing that, he noticed a scratch on my neck. As I took off my shirt and looked back, I had four scratches on my back that I could not have reached, as well as a long scratch on my side. This horrified me so much to the point where I went down to Katie the Medium's room to tell her what had happened. Up to this point, I had not told anyone about the scratches I had gotten other than my roommates and fear of people thinking I was crazy. As I walked into her room, I began frantically telling her about what had just happened and the scratches that I had previously gotten. But before I, she could get a word in, she stops, walk into her roommate's room and said, hey, you know that thing that I said would happen? Yeah, it happened. I became confused and asked her what she meant. Apparently, she had told her roommate that she had seen a pale male with a sharp white teeth lurking outside of our apartment door. What? And she had predicted that one of us would get scratched. That caused me to freak out and immediately call for our campus priest to bless our room. <laughs> After our room was blessed, nothing else happened. The lights stopped flickering and it felt like a weight had been lifted off of our shoulders. This truly scared us all to our core and we still talk about it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I attached some pictures of the scratches as well as a video of the pentagram being lit on the table in the Ouija board pizza box. Thanks for looking over such a long email. Keep up the awesome podcast. And then here's photos of the scratches. Oh my gosh. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, these are whoa. like legit. They're visible. These are like cat scratches, like deep, like these yeah. are drawn blood. These are not like fingernail scratches. Also, I love how the campus priest was just like, yeah, I'll come. I'll come bless your room. I love how Katie comes over and she's like, have you guys done anything weird? And you guys are like, no. And then she's like, what the fuck is that? Like yeah, points to a like a pentagram that's burned into your table. <laughs> like that's such a fire hazard. Yeah, obviously. right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you straight up got uh, scratched by the teeth of a white demon. Yeah, right? no, that... I like there's not one part of that story that doesn't seem like real to me. You yeah, know? I feel like you guys were fucking around with shit and, it, and that and, you shouldn't have been fucking around. With. Yeah, yeah, and it happened. And I think it's really funny to hear that story told through your your <laughs> voice, which is just like, yeah, you know, like we were just lighting shit on fire. And it's like such like I feel like this is such like a frat boy email. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like and it's kind of like nice to know we have some listeners like that that are like, I listen to football and like, you know, light shit on fire. (laughs) (laughs) This is from R. Subject, a couple of personal haunts. Hey, Nat and Allie, you can call me R. I am a current college student in St. Louis, a haunted hotspot if you ask me. I have one story about an out-of-state haunt and two others that are more domestic to me. One, when I was in middle school, my family went to Arkansas for a family trip. My uncle and I were both dorks and decided to go to the haunted hotel there, Crescent Hill Hotel. Well, that name just sounds sounds haunted. haunted. We ended up going, but my Catholic mother refused to even step foot inside the building. It's what you think a haunted hotel would look like, honestly. But the history was a bit jarring. Apparently, after recycling the building as school after school, it was a cancer hospital in the 1920s. You can fill in the blanks on how that went. It was run by a con man who only did it for the money and ended up dying of cancer himself. Wow. Wow. Instant karma. karma. Yeah. 
Now, there was one spirit in particular that I still think about on a regular basis. His name was slash is Michael. Throughout the tour, he was described as a ladies' man and fell out of a window and got impaled on the fence because he tried to impress a woman. Oh, my God. Whoa. That's heavy. <laughs> okay. When we were in the basement slash morgue, the tour guide got out her electromagnetic reader and showed us that one place on the floor, no signal could be picked up. We then continued to ask for Michael, and he came. We asked how he was doing, and we would get our respective light flashes from the reader. Here are the things that we gathered. He was tired. He didn't like someone that was in the hotel. He's fine with all of us, and that he likes vanilla ice cream, courtesy of the toddler on tour. That's oh. cute. Oh. When I got home, I couldn't help but think about Michael, and my mother actually made me throw the business card of the hotel away. <laughs> I still have it because I took it out of the trash eventually, but I can't help but wonder how Michael's doing sometimes. Number two, I mostly went to Catholic schools growing up, but one in particular was different from the others. In northern St. Louis, near the heart of the city, is the former Exorcist House, like The Exorcist, mostly the book, though. I went to the Catholic school right down the street. I won't disclose the name for privacy reasons. When I went there, my mom always told me that the nuns long ago at the school actually helped during that whole fiasco. However, upon asking other students and staff, the conversations were either short or non-existent. I was always put under the impression that everyone silently knows about this, but that no one felt comfortable enough to discuss it. After all, the old convents by the school are abandoned now, but not yet demolished because the community keeps protecting them. Take from that what you will. Number three, my mother works in real estate, and in her first firm, one of her co-workers had a bone-chilling experience. While in suburban St. Louis, she walked into one of the homes filled with scratches and writing on the walls. Here is a link to the book she wrote containing several stories real estate agents have shared about haunted homes. The book is called From the Trenches by N.S. Jordan. Have you ever been chased by a ghost or felt one? Hounded by a reporter or a ghost chaser? Or been asked to check out a property to see if it's haunted? Ever chased a seller's runaway dog from the street in high heels or got bitten by one? From suburban deer hunting, tenants, naked homeowners, and stories that would make a good scene for a Hitchcock thriller, to voodoo, hoodoo, and all kinds of craziness, get ready to read a collection of true stories that I couldn't have dreamed up even with my wildest imagination. Interesting. I bet that's really funny. I know. I bet it is, too. Okay. This is from Dawn Schultz. A message for the most haunted girls. Hey girls, the first ever episode I listened to was episode 22. No idea how I stumbled across it, but after episode 22, I went to episode one, binged every episode, and became hooked. What was episode 22? 22 was The Watcher with oh, Jamie Kennedy. Hey! That's great. I listen to you at work where our office is stupid quiet. You two give me amazing stories to listen to with bonus giggles to get me through the day. Thank you. I've also learned that my husband also listens to other podcasts slash YouTube channels at work about paranormal stories. After 10 years of being together, I had no idea he had interest in, in the haunted and bizarre. Thank you for giving us something to talk about. Haha. That's Cute. true. Because like everyone kind of like if, you, if you're married to someone, you're like, let me keep my freak shit to myself. So yeah, like, straight I, up. You know, yeah. that's funny. When I was two, my dad was giving me a bath. He had stepped away for a split second to get a towel. In his absence, he heard a thud and then me crying. When he ran back, he realized I had slipped and fallen. He heard a voice behind him, but not hearing what it said, he asked my mom, what did you say? She replied, I didn't say anything. Is she okay? He said I was and finished calming me down and drying me off. As he was doing so, he noticed the plug, which was our the old rubber plug with the chain attached. Only this chain and ring were missing, so when he used, it had to be dug out of the drain. 
was pulled, set up on the shelf, and the water entirely drained from the tub, none of which would have been done by a tiny two-year-old human. The voice, he says, was his mother, who had passed just months before, warning him, next time you won't be so lucky. Oh, so like, it was like this child had slipped and fallen and they would have drowned, right? Oh. Right? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because there's yeah. two ways. So maybe that spirit was doing him a favor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how to interpret that. Me but neither. it's definitely haunted. Yeah, it sounds haunted as fuck. When I was in high school, I was in a car accident. My brother and I, the driver, were the only two in the car. My car randomly went off the road, steering wheel spinning out of control, causing us to go off the road into a line of trees. When asked how we got out, I told the police that I opened the door and climbed out. They said it wasn't possible because the case was completely sandwiched, that they couldn't open any doors. The car was unseen unless the sun hit the reflector just right. When the car was pulled out and assessed, all damage was done on the passenger side, little to no damage on the driver's. When my mom was looking around at the damage, she noticed over the driver's side back tire, drawn with tree sap and scratches, not done by human hands, a heart with a cross over it. What? A picture of it does exist, but I can't find it. And I might have had a guardian angel that day. Oh, shit. Anyway, keep up the good work. I'm excited to see what your future holds. Well, I think you are definitely have some sort of like you're Positive. like a medium. Yeah, yeah. Or you have something. Maybe it was your grandma. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, and I. Someone. Something's watching out for her. Yeah. Car accidents are so fucking scary. Like, it's, I don't know. Anytime someone I hear a story about like, I shouldn't have survived this. Like, right. You know, that to me just like gives me chills. And yeah, that, that makes me believe in guardian angels or positive energy or yeah. something. You yeah. Know? Thanks, guys, Thank for writing guys. in to us. Yeah. Um, keep Those writing in to us. If you've sent us an email and we haven't read it out loud yet, it's not because of any reason other than we haven't gotten to it yet. If you want to send us fan mail, thank you cards, um, crocheted aliens that yeah, we're going to love for the rest cute. of our lives. It's P.O. Box 1658, Camarillo, California, 93011. You have to put ally terry so it ruins my whole plan of not of being anonymous so you have to put my name on it you can also put natalia Strawn. um you can also put let's get haunted but you have it has to one of the names has to be mine otherwise they won't they won't it. deliver it we love you so much guys love you and be on the lookout for the photo dump and next episode comes out next week yeah look at our instagram because we're gonna put those videos up of those college boys lighting that is desk so on fucking fire. funny to me yeah it's very funny <laughs> Okay, love you guys. Bye. Bye.